Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, Stories from School, where we tell each other stories and we learn from listening. Well, welcome back to Fruitport High School for another episode of the Shared Share Podcast. I'm Greg Kobalak, a teacher here at the building. And today we have student Kaylee Burke, who's going to be joining us and excited to have you. So say hello, Kaylee. Hi. So Kaylee, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like what grade are you in and stuff like that? Um, well, I'm a junior and um, I spend my time hanging out with my family and friends most of the time. I'm involved in school activities at, such as softball and NHS, which is National Honor Society. Oh, so yeah, tell us a little bit about like, is National Society kind of new? Like, um, like I think a, it's been around for a while. I mean, is it new to you? New to me, so, yes. So what's your experience? What's like National Honor Society like? What do um, you do? You just volunteer for your community. So I volunteer a lot at the Kids Food Basket. I decorate a bunch of brown uh, paper bags for kids to re- uh, receive meals in so they can be happier. Yeah. So the, uh, if I'm right, the kids' food basket is meals that kids can take from school home with them. Yep. So if they maybe don't have a full refrigerator of food, they yeah. can have snacks. It just helps out. Yeah, so good. And then and you play for the school softball team, yeah. you said. So uh, that was a spring sport? Yep. How was your sport. season last year? Um, we did pretty good. We lost a couple, but we definitely won some. And did you play with the junior varsity? Oh, uh, junior varsity, yeah. And, and what's fun about softball? Um, it's just a way to express my, like, get out my anger, I guess, and, like, just express myself. So I like uh, to be out on the field and just have fun. Yeah, so, like, get out your anger, is that <laughs> yeah, what you said? Yeah, it's fun just to throw around a ball and, you know, hit it. Okay. And uh, and are you a competitive person? Like, you like to win yeah. and compete and things? So, yeah, oh, I can definitely. see a smile on your face. And uh, what positions do you play? Um, I play first, second, and third. Oh, that sounds like a lot. Yeah. And is there one that you're, like, good at or third is at. definitely my favorite and that's got you need to have a good arm right to be third yeah. and good reflexes yep and you'd like to throw it hard and, <laughs> yeah. and swing hard to get aggression out that's funny i never would have thought so i had you in class last year yep. in chemistry class and i, I joked that uh i was nice to see you without a mask on right you're kind <laughs> of got a little a safe distance before us and i've said that to a lot of my students i'm like oh i didn't recognize you with uh without masks on this year so uh and our class is off to a good start for your junior um, year yeah i really like them what are your favorite what are your favorite subjects or um, your favorite teachers my favorite subject right now is advanced up uh, advanced biology. That's been my favorite so far. And that's with Mr. Bowen. Yep. And that's the big class where you famously get to to dissect the the pigs. At the pig, the end yeah. Of, end and of it's the year. funny though because we only have 13 students in there. Oh, it's so, a small class yeah. this year. So not a lot of people. You get to know each other well and yeah. good. And you have good classmates. Yep. All right. So you mentioned something about hanging out with your family and friends. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about your family. Like, um, yeah. Who do you live with? What uh, do you have siblings? You know, whatever you want. Um, so I live with my mom and stepdad, and I have five siblings. I have two older ones and three younger. Um, we're all a close family. We spend our time together a lot. We often have movie nights on the weekends. We go to Getty Drive-ins a lot when we're allowed to. And. We like to go to the beach and go fishing and stuff. So the beach and fishing and movies is yeah, family favorites. Family. Good. And so what? How how gapped are the ages? Like you said, you have a couple older and younger. Like what's yeah, the oldest so and what's the youngest? My older sister is about to be twenty-one, and then my youngest is about to be seven. So okay, so you know, pretty average size yeah. gap between. And you get along with them? Um. Yeah, we fight you like fight normal some. siblings, yeah. but. So like normal siblings, you love each other, but sometimes there's, there's yeah, sometimes <laughs> there's so. yelling and fighting. 
<laughs> and uh, so tell me about your fishing. You, you fish as a family? Yeah, like most of the time. Off a dock, off a boat? What do you, what do you um, do? Just off docks. We go to Wolf Lake a lot. And while the younger siblings are swimming, the older ones will fish most of the time. Okay. The younger one doesn't like touch fish. <laughs> too young yet yeah. and what uh and what kind of fish is popular to catch in wolf Lake? uh just bluegill and sunfish mostly are those things that you just throw back or do you like yeah. take them and well we just throw them back yeah just for fun to not yeah. uh you know make a menu of yeah. food or something so great well uh well i think the big thing that we are gonna planning to talk about is that you have kind of a unique health situation right yeah and i and I apologize if I should have known it sooner, but at, if I remember right, at some point in class, like a little buzzer or alarm yeah. went off and, and you had to do a little something yeah. and all of a sudden it kind of piqued my interest and, and you seem pretty open to talking about it. So, yeah. so why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what you got going on? With okay, that? so um, I'm type 1 diabetic and what it is is a chronic condition where your pancreas stops making insulin. And what insulin is, is a um, hormone that opens up your cells to let in blood sugar. And when you can't, when it can't open up the cells, you have a blockage and it causes a lot of health complications. Wow, that, was, that seemed like a pretty efficient yeah. scientific explanation. <laughs> so, so what is, uh, so you have a, an issue with blood sugar. Yep. And what does that mean? Like in terms of how you behave or what your body would react to or something so your blood sugar is supposed to be between 70 and roughly 120 um my sugars go higher and lower than that if i'm not controlling them so if i go above 120 i have to correct with insulin which is that hormone and then if i go below 70 i have to eat sugar which will raise it to its normal range and you, you said controlling it, and this is controlling it with like like your intake of calories and dietary a stuff. carbs. So carbs are a key yep. key part of that. Yep. And you're and so someone who's not diabetic, if am I understanding right, your body naturally maintains that balance. Yeah, and naturally will give you insulin to correct correct the carbs that you're giving. And the other, and what about in the other direction? The other direction. Like if you're low on it sugar. will. Usually your body will keep it around there, but yeah. there are times where if you don't eat, like for a certain amount of time, you'll feel yourself like getting shaky, but most people will then go eat something. Mm -hmm. But your body will also send sugars if it needs to. Yeah, so I, it's been a while since I taught biology and stuff, <laughs> but I think it's right, a, uh, a negative feedback system for homeostasis. Yeah. Right? These are terms that your body naturally knows it has mechanisms how to keep things in the zones that are optimal right and and hormones are part of that yeah but so uh but diabetics have a struggle with this yeah. so so what is uh what is i've heard of type 2 diabetes and you said you're type 1 yeah. are, are there only two types yeah. and what's the difference between them? um so there i guess there's kind of three types because you can get one while you're pregnant it's gastrointestinal diabetes okay. i think it's called yeah i've heard of that i don't know but i, I don't know the science behind it yeah, yeah i just know it's something but type one and type two are completely different type two is when you're unhealthy and you don't keep like up with your health and sometimes if you're overweight it just messes up with your insulin you don't get enough type one is totally out of your control you can't stop anything and is that something that type one people are born with or some people are born with it, and then some people just get it in their younger ages, like younger years. 
So type 2 is sometimes known as adult onset yes. diabetes because you develop this condition yeah. later in life. And then type 1 is known as juvenile diabetes because you can get it at a younger age. Yeah, and, and, uh, and that's just based on however your body works yep. or, you know, or fails to function in a certain way. But the adult onset diabetes is sometimes tied to like high sugar diets yep. and maybe not enough exercise in your, you know, in a span of decades. A bunch of different things can happen. healthy conditions, yeah. And, uh, it can go on with um, family problems too, like if it runs in the family. Oh, family history yep. of that stuff. Tell me a little bit about type 2 diabetes again, uh, Kaylee. Okay, so type 2 diabetes is where your pancreas doesn't make enough insulin to help your body uh, correct the carbs that you're intaking. Okay, and then again, there is some connection to diet and exercise yeah. and type 2 diabetes, but there it's not a 100%, 100% yep. a correlation or causation. So, so uh, for people that are listening out there, they, you might not want to assume 100% of somebody in their older it's age. It's all about their health and diet. Yeah. It so. just happens sometimes. Yeah, okay. So sometimes they could they develop it because of, you know, diet choices or whatnot, and sometimes not. And, and I think that, uh, right, some of the experts say that this is a major epidemic in America, right? Yeah, that's that, a, that, yep. uh, that we have so many unhealthy food choices and things that people are more Yeah, and that's where it gets confused with type 1 and type 2. I'm often, you know, people are like, oh, you ate too much sugar as a kid. Like, no. You, got, you get lumped in with that. Yeah. So, yeah. so what, else, what else would you like uh, listeners to know about what it's like to be type 1 diabetic? Um, there's definitely everyday struggles. Mm -hmm. Um, you're constantly, you have to check your sugar. What you do is you poke your finger with a needle and you'll put it into a meter and it'll tell you your readings. Or there's other things called, uh, Dexcom G6 where it's a sensor that you stick into your arms and legs and stomach and it stays on there for 10 days and it'll check your sugar for you. So that's been really helpful. And then you're also constantly getting shots with like an, uh, half inch needle, I think it is. Oh, I'm squeamish what? around needles, so I'm a little bit, you know, uncomfortable yeah. hearing you say this. So, so uh, there's different tools to measure your blood sugar levels. Yep. And so, what what kind of what do you have going on? I use the Dexcom G6, which is the sensor that checks it for you every five minutes. Oh, and uh, and so how and do you? Uh, I feel like I've seen students that like like look on their phone to yeah, see things. Yeah, like, I have like an two app things. Yeah, you can use an app on your phone. Or they give you a little sensor phone, and it's just really small, and it sends the um, blood sugars to the devices. So, and this is, where, if you don't mind me asking, maybe it's private, you don't have to, where on your body is this, like, hooked up or installed? Um, I wear it on my arms and legs because it's just more comfortable there. I don't really like it on my stomach. It just, I constantly hit it all the time. So people could put it on their abdomen yeah. or their upper arm or someplace yep. on their leg. But you can, so it only stays there five to ten days? It stays there ten days. Ten days. There's actually tricks to where you can make it stay longer. Wow, I, I thought that it, when, when you first see it, it looks like it might be something more even longer term than yeah. just ten days. So every week and a half or whatever, you're having to remove it and put yeah. a new one on. Well, it's only stuck on with a sticker, so when you're like, constantly doing stuff moving arms and legs it, the sticker does peel off a little okay 
So before I found stickers to keep it on, I was duct taping it and using a bunch of band-aids. You're using duct tape and <laughs> yeah. band-aids during softball season. Cause That's when it was the worst. And yeah. Legs and maybe hot, humid day. Yep. And uh, good. And how, how big of a device is it? Um, like, describe people. I mean, you could, I mean, I've seen it, but people on the podcast might not be able to. Um, it's a little sensor. I think it's only a couple of inches. It, like an oval shape and it just sticks on to your arm is it like bigger than a quarter or smaller about um it's roughly the size of a quarter a and then it has a little more length to it okay and then uh, and it somehow measures the your yes, blood sugar and a little, sends a message yep. to the app or there's a little sensor in it that a needle will push the sensor into and then it'll go into your arm wait d- does it hurt like, do you feel a poke every... Do you say it tests every five minutes? Yeah, but the sensor stays in, so I don't feel it. Okay. But when I do put it in, sometimes I have to be careful to put it in, because sometimes I'll hit a vein, oh. and then blood will, like, come out of it, and I'll have to clean it. It's gross. <laughs> but ah. it's better than constantly poking my finger. And so this tool has got to be way better than pricking the finger, yeah. right? That's the old school kind of Because I had to check my sugar... You're supposed to check it throughout the day, so I would like check it every two hours or less because you have to know mm-hmm. how food is working with your body and if I need to drink more water, if I need to do other stuff. It sounds like someone that's, what, are you 16 years old? Yeah. Like that's a lot of responsibility, right? Like like you're put in the situation where you have to take care of your body, watch carefully what you eat, which maybe other 15 and 16-year-olds don't yeah. have to do they can well, eat, they can go through the cafeteria and just gobble down whatever you want but yeah. you have to be I a little bit more it. intentional and smarter yeah. yeah so i've had diabetes since i was nine i was just about to ask so nine yeah. years old is when you noticed it or when it started or um i think it started like a month before i was actually diagnosed because i got really sick before it all happened yeah do you mind talking a little bit about how yeah. you went through that i imagine doctors were involved how did you get yeah. diagnosed with this um, so about a month before I was diagnosed, I noticed I was a little sick and I had just had a really bad cough and I was having fevers. Well, that went away and then new symptoms started. I was constantly drinking, constantly have to use the bathroom, was way lazier than I was. I was constantly laying around the house and couldn't like get enough rest. And it wasn't because you were lazy. You just didn't, you physically just, didn't have the I energy. I didn't have the energy. Your body wasn't making the energy. And, oh, well, keep going. Yeah. So, um, Softball season came up around it happened and my grandma just noticed I wasn't as energetic So she mentioned it to my mom. We didn't think anything about it. We just thought it was just for me being sick Well, I think a couple weeks passed and my mom really noticed so she set me up a doctor's appointment for the Thursday before I was diagnosed and Then I went to bed that night Knowing I was going to the doctors in a couple days and I woke up that morning. I like couldn't breathe good scary like yeah so like just getting out of bed my heart was pumping I was like I could barely breathe and so my sister had to help me get dressed and I hadn't ate ate anything I think for like past day so that was really bad so she told my mom mom was like okay if it gets worse we'll take you to the doctors today well my grandma dropped me off at school and when I got there she noticed I was a little pale but she was like okay if you don't feel too good just call your mom well, I got into the office, and they had me take down a kindergartner to her class. And when I was walking her, 
I everything went black for a second. Oh no. And a teacher noticed like I didn't look good. And so she pulled me out and she said that you need to go to the office and go home. So my mom came and she took me to the doctors and she had to carry me into the hospital. And when we got there, they checked my sugar and they said, you're diabetic. Well, so, I mean, does that mean because your sugar was really high or yeah, really I low? Yeah, I was um, 672. Oh, and you said it's supposed to be, what, 70 Between to 70 one? and 120. So you were like like right. five, six times. More than I was supposed to. Wow. And so uh, is, now, is that a typical story for somebody with a type of diabetes, that they have some illness and tiredness, maybe some yeah. lightheadedness, and then they, doctors check it out and they, they yeah. diagnose it? Yep. And wow, so you remember that pretty good for only being nine years old. Yeah, it was, it was just like a big detail. time in my life that yeah. I really remember because it was such a big moment. Yeah, I imagine. And so, uh, and hmm, what should I? I want to ask a really smart question next. I'm trying to think what it might be. Well, um, go ahead. I did have to be taken by ambulance to Helen DeVos. I, oh, is this in a separate incident or the same? This was the same time because oh, at the same they, time. Oh, the story's not done. Yeah, they oh, didn't have enough um, research to be going into it and giving me enough medication, so they took me to Helen DeVos Children's Hospital where they had more information on it. And so maybe, like, so I don't know if you know, but this podcast is listened to not just in West Michigan, but all around. So Helen DeVos is like the Grand Rapids Hospital that has a children's hospital component and uh, uh, serves a big region. People come from a long way. They specialize in all kinds of stuff. So then your doctors advise, we got to take you to Grand Rapids to the bigger hospital. And what happened there? Um, From there, I just remember getting a lot of IVs and pokes and drug blonde, which I absolutely did not like. I'm terrified of veins. So they had to hold me down a couple times. One of the times I, like, pulled the muscle in my arm because I was ripping around so much. And finally they had enough, so they had to put this small tube in my arm to draw blood because they didn't want to constantly do it, and that was one of the most painful things that ever happened. At nine years old. Yeah. But they were in... Every hour on the hour, just checking my sugar, giving me constant shots, checking my blood. It was just so, crazy. So you get diagnosed at nine years old, and then there's plans put in place for treatment and stuff. Have you had any other scary incidents where you got really high or really low? And um, I remember on the first night coming home, my parents didn't know exactly what to do because they were new at it. And they thought that one unit meant 10 units, so they only gave me one unit of my bedtime Lantus. And so I woke up in the 300s, and so my parents were completely freaking out because they didn't know what to do. Okay, I didn't quite follow that. So uh, so they gave you too much or not enough? Not enough. Not enough, and so your blood sugar level. Yeah. So, so what was the name of the... Med- it's called Lantus. It's a 24-hour insulin that keeps your sugars regulated. So it's a... Uh, it, it is insulin, yep. or it's a substitute for insulin, or... It's, I don't know what you call it, like a fake insulin, like so a, a synth- man-made... A synthetic yeah, insulin. Synthetic so your body insulin. naturally makes it. But so yep. this is uh, an insulin compound, I yeah. guess, that, uh, that does the same function. Yep. And you have to inject it. Yeah. Well, do you have to inject, like... like do you have to inject that in your body today, daily, or is that as needed, or how does um, that work? So... The Lantus is every day. I have to take that on a schedule, so I take it every night at 9 p.m. And how do you, how do you take it? I take By this one, yeah, in my stomach, because that's the fastest area to get into your like your bloodstream and stuff, I guess. And 
uh, do you give it to yourself? I do. I I don't like people giving me my shots. It just freaks me out. Well, when you nine, were you giving yourself shots? I was not. My parents would do that because back then I was scared. Yeah. So over time, you over time I took over. You had to. Yeah. I, there's other students that I I met with or talked with that in similar situations yeah. that uh, they were young and then they started giving their own shots and again yep. and then you're probably used to pokes and needles more than. You probably wish you were. They still kind of scare me, though. Yeah, but every day. So one shot a day. Actually, when I eat, I have to get another type of insulin. Oh, every time you take a meal? Every time I eat, and then if I'm ever high throughout the day, then I have to take another shot. So uh, if you don't mind sharing, so how does that look at school? So you are a junior. You eat in the cafeteria. And then do you excuse yourself to give yourself a Um, little... I used to. I used to be really self-conscious about it, like people just looking at me. But now I really don't care. Like if you want to look, go ahead. So just right at the at the yeah, right at the table. I'll just do it in my arm. Oh, in your arm, not in your stomach. There. No. So it's a different medication, a different spot. Yep. And uh, I imagine some, you know, the first time your friends see this, they're a little bit uh, inquisitive or you know, body language. So. Yeah, and so and now is this something that you'll is this a routine that you'll have to do the rest of your life? Um, yeah, unless they come up with a cure. But when I was diagnosed, they said in the next five years we'll have a cure. It's almost been six years, but they're still working on it, which I don't mind. I know it's not going to come right away, but. Yeah, I mean, sometimes there's just explosions in, yeah. in the scientific, you know, progress and discoveries. And, and it's a whole organ that, like, completely shut down, so. Yeah, what, what organ is it? Uh, it's called your pancreas. Yeah. It just shoots out that hormone uh, insulin. That's all its real purpose was. And once it's gone, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. And so I wonder, like, a hundred years ago, before we had synthetic insulin, insulin. where people that were diabetic, it was just, like, tough luck. What happened, you, you yeah. Have, yeah. You have to deal with it, yep. Well, I'm glad that that's the case. So, uh, uh, does uh, do you know how this works from, like, the health insurance cost side like like is it a expensive burden on your family for your medications yeah it is, it huh? is most of the time um insulin for just five vials which is a month supply it costs roughly a thousand dollars and i have two types and that doesn't include my dexcom g6 that's another thousand dollars and then that doesn't include my needles test strips my extra glucagon which is something you give if you're low and there's so many other things that goes along with it. Yeah, so I'm hearing thousands of dollars a month. Nice. And uh, is that something that, like, health insurances help cover? Or um, your, your, your parents have just figured out how to budget for that? And, or health, maybe a mix? There's a special health care that comes for um, kids that have uh, diseases like this, like diabetes and cancer and stuff like that, that will take care of your medication for you. Okay, so there is some... Yeah, they call support it support um, through whatever grants or foundations, government, whatever. Yeah, that will take care of. Do you know? It. Did, you, did you say you know the name of it? I think it's called Children's Special Care. Children's Special Care. <laughs> yeah. And so, does anybody else in your family have this? Um, no. Like, I have grandparents that have type two, but yeah. no one else. Well, my aunt has type one, but she was born, I think, without a pancreas. So, like, it's just. Oh yeah. How it. If you don't have a pancreas, you're not going to make it. <laughs> yeah, your grandma, you said, had this? Um, Who was it that you said had this? Your, my aunt has the aunt. no pancreas, and then my 
grandpa has type 2. Okay. What, uh, and so how does this affect your family? Like, do, does breakfast have certain components or dinner? Like, do you have to eat differently? You know, do you have a different diet than your siblings do? Or um, Sometimes I have my own snacks because, like, I don't want to be constantly taking insulin. So while they have, like, cookies and chips and all this, I have, like, cheese sticks and, like, um, Slim Jims and stuff, just carb-free stuff because meats and cheese are carb-free and some vegetables. So you eat those because there's less carbs, less carbs and sugar. Which less shots. Would mean you'd have to... Give myself more shots. So the eating a sugar-filled dessert or cookie as a snack. Yeah. And that changes the blood sugar levels in your body that you have to... And I'd rather regulate. just keep it regulated. Yeah. So... Do you feel, do you sometimes like upset that this is a situation you're in? Are you like sad that your friends, you have this snack and you have to, and you're eating, you know, um. vegetables. I think you said like, do you ever like, uh, you know, mad that you, you know, I mean, I imagine there's at some level, at some um, point you were, right? Definitely at first, like I didn't, I didn't know much about it. So I thought that meant I couldn't like eat anything other than carb-free stuff. So there was definitely points where I was, like, just really sad and down about it because I thought I couldn't be like any other kid and eat what I want. But as long as I give shots, I know I can. But it's just easier now to not give myself a shot and just have those free carb snacks, which isn't an issue. But being nine years old and thinking you can't eat any of that stuff. Nine years old. Was that fourth grade when this happened? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot to process as as a fourth grader. So, yeah, great. Well, uh, I really thank you for sharing uh, all this stuff. Is there anything else about uh, type 1 diabetes that is worth uh, uh, sharing in our story that you have a chance to talk about? Something we didn't get Um, to, maybe? I guess, like, if you just meet a diabetic, don't just assume that it's from, you know, just eating too much sugar and stuff. Like, just ask them. And then if you're going to stare while people are getting shots and stuff like that, just... Be careful about how you do it and just ask. Don't just assume different stuff. I'm really glad you said that because the Shared Shared podcast is kind of based in this, like, if we know each other's stories, we'll have more empathy, right? And uh, if we hear stories, we'll, you know, maybe be kinder and patient, you know, just in society. And you have a really... Uh, really simple practical example like hey don't stare if you don't yeah. you know or uh, don't assume they're diabetic it's yeah and like feel free to ask slurpees, questions you know but oh but you think it's yeah you're, it's you're comfortable okay with people it's asking just questions. if you're going to be rude about it and just assume yeah it's a fine line isn't it yeah, yeah. so well great well uh, when we end our share chair podcast always asking our guests the same question and you've kind of given some advice but maybe you have some different advice so if you were to hey, you have an open microphone people are listening and you get to give advice out what a you know a fun little thing to do what advice would you give to anybody that's listening your best piece of advice um, it doesn't I, have to be about you and diabetes or anything it could just be about anything you want um i guess just listen to your like body and like know how stuff works for you like if you know something's wrong then tell your parents and stuff don't just let it go away because it could turn out to be something worse so pay attention to your body it might be telling you something yeah don't just push it aside yeah and yeah when you're a youth get your parents involved and get medical that's uh that's great advice i think and you certainly lived that right (laughs) yeah you went through that and i had to so 
Well, uh, Kaylee Burke, it was so great to have you. So great to chat with you. Thanks for sharing your story with us. And I hope you have a great uh, junior year here at Fruitport High School. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of the Share Chair podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at The Share Chair. Listen on our Spotify and SoundCloud or on our website, theshareshairpodcast.com for more.